All right, then. Good evening, everybody. It's 8.30. Welcome to the uh, topic, the workshop on the topic of Step 10. I'm Kimberly. I'm a compulsive overeater and the moderator for this session. And uh, tonight, our uh, speakers are going to be Diane and Tricia. This session is being interpreted simultaneously. If you prefer to listen in French, please click on the interpretation symbol and choose French. Closed captioning is available in English, and you can click on live transcript to access that. Let's begin with the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. This session features two speakers who have 20 minutes each. After that, the attendees will be able to ask questions of the speakers, and we will be using the Q&A function at the bottom of your Zoom screen. The audio from this session is being recorded and will not be edited. By speaking at the workshop, you give permission to be recorded. Please note that this session will be available online or as a podcast feed. As you have noted, webinar is view only. Only the panelists are visible. Attendees are not visible to each other or to the people on the panel. Attendees are automatically muted. Please use the Q&A function to ask the panelists a question and use the chat for supportive comments. Please respect the anonymity of all who attend, including by refraining from screen capturing or audio recording. Two notes for our speakers. Uh, you have arranged for a five-minute signal when time before time has elapsed. And remember, you are being interpreted, so please speak slowly. And our first speaker this evening is Diane. Diane, you can unmute, and we'll be happy to listen. Thanks, Kimberly. So I would like to start with a simple prayer. Higher power, please help me to be of service this evening. May something I say tonight be a spark or an inspiration to the person who hears it. Amen. My name is Diane B. I live in New York and I am a recovered compulsive eater living in the steps one day at a time. I've been in the rooms more than half my life starting in 1986 and I weigh half of my top weight of 330 pounds. Oh, you can show the picture now. Thank you. We don't have it. Okay. Uh, there, that's me, top weight, and that's about um, 2005. Thank you very much. I've been a compulsive eater all my life. My mom always told me that she wished she had nursed me because I was always a good eater. So I think I was born with this. <laughs> My first memory of using food 
<clears throat> was when I was about five years old. I was at my best friend's birthday party. I asked her mother for a second piece of cake and was told only one piece for each person. I went home after that and I was upset about it. So I went to the kitchen and I made myself a ketchup sandwich, all sugar and simple carbs. In those days, we only ate white bread. Growing up, I was always overweight and going clothing shopping was always very trying for me. I only fit into the half sizes and sometimes my mom would have to take me to a store that specialized in chubby sized clothes. I did not enjoy getting clothes there, mostly because my mom would be in a bad mood when we had to go to that store. Looking back, I can now see many instances of compulsive eating, but I did not know that this was a disease. I always thought I had a weight problem. For many years, I could go on a diet, but I could never keep the weight off. Not only that, I never made it to goal weight because as I neared that magic number, the powers that be would ask what food I wanted to add back in. My answer was always bread. Once I started eating bread and bread products in moderation, I was off to the races again. So I was a chronic dieter with my weight yo-yoing all over the map. I tried geographical cures. They didn't work. I did liquid diets. I lost weight, but of course, it came back to me with interest. I've had my share of relapse. I just passed my third anniversary of abstinence in, in, uh, on October 5th, and I am approaching my third anniversary of recovery in a couple of weeks. What a long, strange trip it's been. So on page 84 in the big book, in the second full paragraph, continue, continue, continue. The word continue is mentioned four times in this paragraph. Do I think this is important? You betcha, I do. This is right after the ninth step promises and at the beginning of the directions for step 10. Well, I would continue on my food plan for a while. I continued going to meetings. I continued using the tools, but I did not continue living in the steps, specifically step 10, which is a condensed version of steps four through nine. When we do four through nine, we are looking at our grosser handicaps, the stuff that's been living in my brain for years. And step 10 is a condensation of those steps for things that happen in my day-to-day -day life. Every morning these days, I say my prayers and I meditate. So that's steps one, two, three, and part of step 11. During the day, I'm doing steps four through nine by working the 10th step. And I work step 12 by doing service and practicing the principles of the program, sharing my experience, strength, and hope, doing outreach. And in the evening, I do the rest of step 11 and thank my higher power. 
for another day of recovery. I also pray every two hours during the day. I set the alarm on my phone every two hours it goes off. And for me, this is a 20th century action because I really live in the, I mean, sorry, it's a 21st century action because I'm really from the 20th century and still do things that way. So this is very advanced for me to use my phone alarm. Ah, I had an aha moment last spring. I, I realized that I had quit doing my 10th steps because I thought that at my age, I should know this stuff. I was judging myself and I had another reason to beat myself up. More shame. I had the three witches living in my head. Their names are shoulda, coulda, and woulda. Those are my witches. And this is a disease fueled by shame. What did I always hear? Do you really need to eat that? You have such a pretty face. If only you'd lose some weight. I have learned not to should all over myself. So I stopped doing 10 steps because I was feeling inadequate and ashamed. How can I call myself recovered if I still had these issues in my life? My relapses started way before picking up the food. The food is the first part of recovery in OA, and it's the last part of a relapse. So stopping doing my step work was probably the first part of the relapse. On page 36 in the big book, second paragraph, it says, suddenly the thought came. Oh, this is my friend, pal. This is my pal, Jim. Jim had a nervous disposition, and so do I. I have been having anxiety stomach aches since childhood, and those... Um, those stomach aches combined with this disease made me um, unaware that it really was a disease. But I, I have, I've now decided I have this nervous disposition. I used to miss out on things like I didn't get to go to the Thanksgiving Day Parade the year that my family went because I had a stomach ache. And I never could, could um, identify these stomach aches until I was older. But now I know that they are from anxiety. And I would use food to replace the emotional discomfort. I would have a stomach ache, but not really have, I didn't know my emotions. So I didn't really have a reason for it. So I would start binging and replacing that emotional discomfort with physical discomfort. So when I had a stomach ache from binging and from eating too much, I had a concrete reason as to why I had the stomach ache. And that worked for many, many years. I think the suddenly, is the last straw of the relapse. I think that this disease is progressive. So there's a lot that comes before that first compulsive bite. For me, it's when I stop working the steps, specifically step 10. On page 62 of the big book on the top, the last sentence of the, at the top of the page says, are not most of us concerned with ourselves, our resentments, or our self-pity? I am, not as much as before recovery, but it's still there. It's still part of my life. Also, fear rears its ugly head as well. I'm still human. I'm always going to be human. Therefore, I'm always going to have emotions 
including resentment and fear. Today, I have a healthy and useful way of, um, to alleviate the discomfort of these feelings. Rather than stuffing them down, I call on higher power and a fellow to process these and learn how to move on. I use the fear prayer. What would God have me be? Not do, not necessarily an action, but rather what principles of the program is my higher power leading me to be and to exhibit? So how do I do a 10th step? Well, credit where credit is due. An OA fellow has a website with forms that guided me through my fourth step. I took those forms for resentment and fear and literally cut and paste those papers onto another sheet of paper, including all the prayers, and I work from there. My sponsor told me to write the 10th step out, and I usually do. Sometimes I use a toolkit app on my phone, but I get much deeper into the disturbance with pen and paper. I told you, I live in the 20th century in many areas of my life, and pen and paper are way more effective for me than using an electronic device. There is always fear behind my resentments. I can't discover what those fears are till I write out my 10th step. By going through the process step by step, line by line, I'm better able to discover and uncover what the underlying fear is. And as I said, there is always a fear behind the resentment. Sometimes when I do a 10th, I only have a fear, in which case I only do that part of the inventory, the part that addresses the fears. So I have a format that I use, and I will go through it with you. There are many formats available. Um, this is the one that my sponsor taught me how, when she taught me how to do the 10th step. And this is the one that I teach my sponsees how to use uh, because it works really well for me. I have a God squad, recovered fellows that I can call to give my 10th steps away to. I always ask for feedback and suggestions if they have any. And I always invite my higher power into the step to do the work with me and to ask for good orderly direction. So I have a 10th step that I did recently and that I will read to you. Um, the names have been changed to protect the innocent, but this is a true situation for me. Okay, so first I start with a third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou will. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. So this is who, who I'm going to be. This is as if I had called a fellow to take my 10th step. I'm resentful at Mary. What are the causes? She calls, she says what she wants to say, and then she has to leave. So there's no time for dialogue. She just gives me her news. This affects my self-esteem, my emotional security, my ambitions, and my personal relations. Resentment prayer. 
higher power, Mary, like me, is a spiritually maturing person. Whether she is or not, this resentment is blocking me spiritually. Please help me show Mary the tolerance, compassion, and patience that I would cheerfully grant a sick friend. Please forgive me for being angry and enable me to stop clinging to this resentment. Please remove this resentment and show me how to take a kindly and tolerant view of Mary. Please show me how I can be of help. Oh, how I can be helpful to Mary. Thy will, not mine, be done. So now I have to look at my part of this. Where am I being selfish? I want to be able to speak and I want to share also. She's not following my script. I want to be in control. I'm playing God. I want to play God. Dishonest. I tell myself I'm not good enough to be listened to, that I'm only good enough to be a dumping ground. Self-seeking. I think I'm better than Mary because when I make a call, I allow time for both of us, both of the people to speak. I'm internally putting Mary down. I'm judgmental in my head. And I'm holding on to this resentment. What am I? Thank you. What am I frightened of? I'm frightened of Mary's opinion of me. I'm frightened I'm not good enough. And I'm frightened of abandonment, loneliness, and rejection. My trust and reliance is on my finite self. And it is not working. So God, please remove my fear and direct my attention to what you would have me be. God would have me be using this as a learning opportunity. God would have me be remembering that I'm powerless. God would have me be unconditionally accepting myself and Mary, that in higher powers world, everything is perfect in the moment. God would have me be trusting and relying on it for love and acceptance and guidance. No harms were done, so no amends are necessary. And then I would say the seventh step prayer. And because of time, I'm not going to say it. And then I would say, thank you for listening to this 10th step. Do you have any spiritual feedback or suggestions? After I do this call, I will do an outreach call or I'll put my name on a group me app to offer service. So that's what this program is for me. A power greater than myself, big enough to help me with any challenges that I may face, fellows to help guide me, and really working the steps, working them, not just by reading about them, not just by reciting them at a meeting. It works if you work it. Step 10 is one part of my work. Thank you for this amazing opportunity to be of service. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Diane. And now uh, we are going to change interpreters. I think we're, are you both already in interpretation mode? So, okay. And we will now, sorry, my screen is. Uh, Okay. Can you hear me? I hear you in English. Yes. Okay. I have 
where do I get onto the French? Because it doesn't say. We need to, Claire, we need to let Anne out of interpretation and put Louise in. It should be work. Is it, um, try it one more time. No. Louise, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, I, go ahead, Louise. I have nothing that says French or English. Yeah. So okay. Claire, she's not an interpreter. Oh, I, hold on. Uh, oh. Bear with us, everybody. Est-ce que vous m'entendez? I hear you in the regular channel. Vous m'entendez en français? Oui? Vous êtes dans la salle. Okay, I'm out now. We're gonna we're gonna do it one more time. I think you did. Anne is out. I'm out of the booth. Now she's resetting. I'm just everybody's out. Bear with us, everybody. Thank you. It's gonna be worth the wait. All right, Uh, give it a try, Louise. We we. Okay, now I have to get out of here. Now I have to get out of there. Okay, so I'm very happy to welcome a very patient Tricia uh, to speak with us now. Thank you, Diane, and thank you, Tricia. Thank you, everyone, for doing service, and thank you, Diane. Uh, what a great lead. Um, I'm not sure it's worth the wait, but I'll go ahead and speak, share my, my story for a little bit. Um, I am a compulsive eater. My name is Tricia. I attended my first OA meeting about 22, 23 years ago. Um, I'm not really great with dates on years. I kind of block things out sometimes. Um, After a few attempts, I did get abstinent. Uh, I lost a lot of weight. I worked the steps. I did service. Um, And if you asked me at that time, I would tell you I was um, a recovered compulsive eater. I am. Talk a thought while I was asked to do this uh, share. I thought about, you know, a memory that came up to me um, about the 10th step. I was at work and um, I'm abstinent and I'm, you know, little Miss OA in so many ways. And um, I have a huge blowout with a fellow employee, a fellow uh, coworker. Um, and of course, this happened because this coworker didn't do what I thought you should do. And, uh, you know, I got very loud and it was one of those moments where everything stops. Everybody in the office stops and everybody's looking at you and you could hear a pin drop. Um, and I was mortified. I was humiliated. Um, you know, I just... Um, I was grateful that I hadn't shared with these people that I was living a 12 step way of life uh, at this moment, because I certainly was far from uh, Miss OA. I went to lunch um, and I was in my car and I called my boyfriend and I just, you know, explained what happened and said, you know, there's no way I can go back to work. And his suggestion was that I do a 10 step. And I was like, what? I don't under get, I don't understand that. <laughs> um, you know, how am I going to do a 10 step now? 
How's that going to help me? I, I, I don't get it. But I didn't say that. Um, I was too um, afraid, too fearful that, um, you know, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know what I was doing in program, obviously, because I didn't understand what that was all about. Um, and I, um, you know, didn't take that moment to investigate, to find out what, what was going on and what I was missing. And I kind of just went on about my my day. I did apologize to that coworker, just so you know, I, I did do that. And, um, you know, I, I didn't take that moment to, to ask what he meant by that. You know, I felt silly because, you know, here I have done the steps a couple of times. I've done a tradition study. I'm speaking at meetings periodically. I'm doing all this stuff. And how, how could I not know what a 10 step is? I mean, I heard it. I knew what the steps are. <laughs> I've heard them. I read them at meetings. So how could how could I not get this? Um, and I know this probably won't come as a shock, um, but um, that was probably, when I think about it, the beginning of me understanding that I was in a prelapse. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's kind of um, the inactions that are taken just before you pick up the food and are relapse. Um, and I had a did pick up the food. A couple of years it took a while, but I did pick up the food, and uh, off I was, off and running. Um, I'm not sure exactly, um, but I use uh, ten years as the estimate of how long I was in relapse. Um, I realize now that there is a difference between heard and listen. You know, heard is when you can um, perceive something, hear a sound. But listen is when you really give thoughtful attention to something and really, you know, focus on what's being, you know, the thought, the idea behind it, not just hearing the words. Um, I'm going to fast forward. Gratefully, I did return to OA, kicking and screaming, by the way, but I did make it back. Um, I started going back to meetings and I was hearing this term like turn around and I was hearing people go, oh, I made a step 10 call or, you know, this kind of thing. And I was like, mm, still didn't get that. But um, I decided after a few months, um, I guess I decided I made that decision. I became willing. I became um, struck. I don't know what it was. Um, but I fully surrendered um, to my higher power, to who I call God, um, that I didn't think was possible for me. And I started working with a sponsor and I committed to complete honesty with my sponsor about everything, including my food, something I had never been willing to do before. Um, I think because I understood at that moment, um, at this point, having been back at meetings long enough and heard the message that a total transformation was needed in order for me to get better, in order to me to feel less pain. Um, and I listened. This time I listened, I paid attention. Um, I learned about more about the steps. I learned more about this disease. And the one message that became very clear to me was that, um, it talks about it in our big book, that in order um, to uh, be able to handle life on life's terms, 
I was going to have to perfect and enlarge my spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others. And I realized that I'm going to have to do some work and I'm going to have to make some self-sacrifice, you know, uh, do some spiritual work that probably I hadn't been willing to do to this degree. So I worked the steps with my sponsor. Um, we're going through, um, I've done, um, I finished step nine, I finished making my amends and we're starting to work on step 10. And because the universe wants me to fully grow <laughs> as a recovering addict, um, have a little moment. My husband and I, um, my husband who was my boyfriend is now my husband. Um, it's during the pandemic and um, we are taking a bike in to be repaired. We're taking it in my car and we're having a little disagreement about how the bike should be loaded into the car. So we get to the bike shop um, and he goes inside with the bike to get the repair, talk about the repair, talk about what's going to be done. And I said, well, you know, this is this is a 10 step right here. This I get. OK, now I'm, I'm on this now. I'm uncomfortable. I'm making this call. So I, I put myself out in a forum and I um, wait to, to hear um, a callback. And um, some of it's been you know mentioned. There's a bunch of different ways to get to handle this, but they're not OA approved. So we'll talk about it outside of a meeting. And um, for whatever reason, my husband makes a prompt return to the car and I haven't gotten my phone call yet. So um, I don't want him to know that I'm annoyed with him, <laughs> but the beans are about to be spilled. I get the phone call and I decide I, I'm going to do this because um, one thing I have learned now coming back and, and being back and have done these first nine steps is I don't do uncomfortable well. I have a friend who calls them suddenly unimportant, unimportant disturbances. Good, bad, or indifferent, I don't do uncomfortable well. And I have to get rid of uncomfortable before it grows. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I didn't have a format at that point about how to do a 10-step. So the person answers the phone. I'm sitting next to my husband in the car. And I said, oh, I need to do a 10-step. And God bless this person walked me through it. Because I was just now so overwhelmed with um, concerned because I'm doing this in front of him and I'm kind of like shaking and I couldn't even think of my name, <laughs> let alone she said, say the serenity prayer. And I couldn't, I blanked out, couldn't even do that. Um, but she was very gracious. She walked me through it. And one thing I did become clear about was that it helped. Um, obviously, it was a lot easier to, to make amends to my husband because he was sitting right there and he heard what was going on. I'm not even sure he was aware how annoyed I was. Um, but, you know, I found a peace. Um, and what was more important for me about this 10 step was that I had to talk to somebody to get rid of it or to say it. And um, it required me to step out of myself. I couldn't be as isolated as I once was. And I had to admit, you know what? I'm imperfect. I do that a lot more now. I make these 10 steps. I have 10-step you know, buddies. There's all kinds of different things. And each and every time I do it, I'm making another stride, another um, acknowledgement that um, I need help. And it's also a time for me to remove um, what I find to be an obstacle 
between in my spiritual life, something that comes up as a barrier sometimes to my higher power. I, um, you know, I wanted to kind of get back a little bit to when I was in program before, before I realized the, the gift that a 10 step is, was that, you know, I had heard this message that when you were in pain or you were uncomfortable, that yes, pain is a uh, touchstone to spiritual progress, but that you had to kind of sit through it and go through it and let this time pass. I didn't realize, I didn't hear, uh, and I'm sure it was said, this is really going back to me, you know, sometimes picking and choosing what I hear or where my head was, that um, I had the opportunity to get rid of this emotional hangover, that these negative emotions could get be rid of immediately, that I didn't have to hold on to them. I didn't have to do a, a four step, you know, periodically to get through some of these fears or resentments that I had. I really didn't put together a couple of times prior to this that when I had a resentment, that there was a fear attached to it. <laughs> I don't know where I was out to lunch, but I didn't understand that that's what was going on. That, you know, when they asked me what my fears were, I was saying things like snakes. <laughs> you know, I wasn't asking, you know, I didn't get into, um, you know, I did some, I did at one point say, you know, not being enough in security and, and things like that. But I really didn't put the correlation that when I had a resentment, there was a fear attached to it. Um, that has been invaluable to me. Um, and this is a program of action. And for me, and I know it's different for everyone else, you know, people sometimes do them, you know, 10 steps, you know, spot check right to themselves and all that. Um, for me, it works out better when I do write it down. And I do give it to someone immediately. Um, I'm not always able to write it down like the car ride, but at least I, you know, get rid of it and talk to somebody about it. Um, you know, because life happens and I'm going to be having these little disturbances or little hiccups and opportunities for growth, um, as we all do all the time. Um, I wanted to... Um, You know, I just blanked out. So I guess I'm not supposed to say whatever I was thinking I was going to say. So um, I realized today um, that doing step tens have been uh, invaluable to my life, my spiritual life in particular. And have really uh, probably been the key thing for me going into relapse again. Um, I feel that. Um, I'm at peace um, when I get uh, built up and that I don't have to bottle it all up and and wait till it explodes at a certain point. You know, um, the speaker prior to me went through a, a, you know, a a formula and and shared a a resentment and a fear, you know, just prior to this um, workshop, less than an hour before it started, um, I was doing some training that had, I had volunteered to do, um, OA Zoom training um, previously. So we were doing it and the class was not going as well as I had hoped, <laughs> to say the least. And we were running late. And I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I'm, I'm sharing, I'm speaking at a meeting, I'm speaking at a meeting. And then, you know, 
what happens right on top of all that is my laptop freezes up. And I go into oops mode right off the bat. Um, I took a moment, reset, you know, rebooted my laptop and moved back up and running. Um, but I know that I'm going to have to speak to someone about this and share this fear that I have that I'm not enough, that I didn't teach my fellow members enough about Zoom at that class so that they can do the things that we were teaching them to do. Even though at the beginning of the class, I told them that we were going to have a repetitive class, so this is offered again, and that there are plenty of other people in this fellowship that teach people how to do these Zoom skills. So there is no um, definitive, um, definite person who's the uh, end-all and be-all for Zoom. Five minutes, Tricia. And I was just going to say, you know, I, I really want to thank um, the convention and all the people that put on uh, and have been behind the scenes putting this all together. I know it's a great deal of work and a labor of love. And um, I thank you again for this opportunity and that pass. Thank you so much, Tricia. Thank you very, very much. Uh, and thank you, Louise, for your interpretation. Uh, I will remind folks that we're going to do uh, questions and answers. And I've got a couple that have been sent by chat, but if you could put them in the Q&A, that would be great. And then Tricia and Diane. Oh, Diane, I see you already have your contact information. Tricia, if you uh, are so inclined, if you'd put your contact information in the chat. So uh, the first... Uh, Sorry, question. Kimberly. Uh, it was the intent of the interpreters to switch out for the first 10 for me now to give Louise a, a rest. There you go. And I see Thank Claire. You. Thank you for reminding me. I see Claire is working on it. So I'm going to go in when that comes back on to listen in French. And Thank then you. we'll get started. And that will give you time to do questions. We have 50 people out there as well as our workers. Okay, interpretation is working well. The first question uh, is kind of a practical one. How often do you do 10th uh, steps? So maybe you could both talk about your frequency of doing 10th steps. And... I'll, go, I'll go first. Um, I do one daily. Um, I have a... a, a step 10 partner. Um, and uh, at least I'm required, you know, to think about it. If I haven't always thought about it, sometimes um, it, it's great for me because it requires me to examine where I am so far in my day and see if there is an opportunity that maybe I've kind of glossed over. Um, sometimes if I don't have anything to share at 10 step, I do um, a graduate list. Um, because of timing and all that, sometimes, you know, we, we talk in the morning and I have something come up. I will make a reach out call to various people if I need to share one before the next the next phone call. What kind of list did you say? You make a if you don't have time to do one, you make a something list. Um, I'm sorry. Um, gratuity. Gratuity list. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what I got a gratitude list. I list I list three or four gratitudes that I have. Thank you. I have this phone call. Yeah. Thank you. Diane? So I do them as they come up. 
Sometimes it's every day. Sometimes it's more than once a day. And sometimes I won't have one during the day. And I remember asking one of my recovered friends um, about not having one every day. And she just said, that's because you recovered. So that I'm living my life and I'm living the, the, the principles in my life. But like I said, usually it's every day. Sometimes it's more than once a day. I just do them as they come up. Okay, thank you, ladies. There's a related one in the chat. And that is, what if you can't find someone to give your 10th step to? Um, there are um, forums and chat groups um, where you just put your request out there and, you know, somebody in program will call you. Call you. Um, so, yeah, I, I some, talk to people I don't know at all. And um, sometimes that, there's a great beauty in that. Thank you, Diane. Yeah, Yeah, same thing. I have apps where I have I have contact with many people. I mean, I will call. I'll make a few calls first. If I can't reach anyone, then I'll go into one of my apps, into one of my groups and put it out there that I want to do a 10 step also. Okay, and then. um, One that one of you talked about the prelapse and the question is, can you tell us more about the symptoms of prelapse? Sure. Um, I'll, I'll talk about my, my symptoms. Um, at first it started like, uh, you know, maybe not calling my sponsor as often as I once was, or I stopped going to as many meetings as I used to go. And, you know, one week I would miss the meeting perhaps for, you know, a legitimate reason. And then the next week I'd be like, oh, you know, I go to, you know, Wednesday's meeting. I don't have to go to Monday's meeting, that kind of thing. Um, so it starts slowly for me like that. Um, I was doing service and I would get more and more frustrated in service um, and be looking at other people's shortcomings, becoming judgmental rather than looking at what that is for me, you know, that what you find faulted in someone else is really, you know, a reflection in myself, just like when we do our inventories, we know we have to take a look at our part. Um, so I would do that. And um, in retrospect, I wasn't asking for help. I wasn't calling my sponsor saying, you know, I'm frustrated or I'm, you know, feel burnt out or whatever it was that I was going through. I wasn't doing that. You know, I was taking on service and, and doing service roles that required others to help me and I wouldn't reach out for help or, you know, that's those kind of things. So it started slowly like that, um, stopped reporting my food. And then, you know, slowly I'd be like, okay, you know, I don't have to weigh and measure today, you know, or this meal or, you know, this thing. And so it started little things like that. Um, so. Thank you. Diane, anything, symptoms to relapse or prelapse? It's just, like I said earlier, I think that, I stopped doing the work, whether it's meetings or making the outreach calls or doing my writing or writing down my food or weighing and measuring, whatever the work is that I'm doing, I slowly stop doing that and I lose my connection with my higher power. And that's then I'm done. That's it. Okay. So next question is, um, how long does it take? to get the hang of doing 10 steps and the person is worried about uh, doing it right or that somebody's going to tell them they're not doing it right. And so it makes it hard for them to act. 
and they're wondering how they can change. So how would you react to that? So my sponsor taught me how to do it, a 10 step, and I teach my sponsees. Um, I have this paper form that I would use every time. I don't need it anymore because I do them so often. I have it in my head, but if there's no right or wrong way, I mean, but if you're really not sure, there are questions in the big book under the 10th step discussion that will ask, you know, it says to continue to look for, and you could use that as a guideline. Um, I will say that one of the, when I first started doing 10 steps on a regular basis, I called someone and she started yelling at me for what I, what I had done when I asked for feedback or suggestions, she started yelling at me and I was like, Ooh, I'm never calling her again. And I haven't, but then I had to do another 10 step because I was really upset about being yelled at, but they're really, it's not right or wrong. It's what is inside of you that needs to be come out. That needs to come out. What is the disturbance that you need to talk about so that you won't eat over it? And that's how I see it. What, what's going to make, what can I say or what do I have to do so that I don't resort to food? I have to turn to higher power. I have to turn to my fellows. Um, and it just takes what it takes. I don't know that there's a timeline as to how long it takes to get the hang of it. But I do know that when you keep, when I kept doing them over and over, they get, they got easier. They did get, they became more easy. Pass. Thank you, Diane. Trisha? Um, you know, um, ditto what Diane said. There are many different ways to do it. Um, you know, there's the four questions and the 12 questions and, you know, all kinds of things and people methods. The important thing is that you do it. Um, and just like most things, when I first came into program, I, I don't always am happy, joyous and skipping around to do it. Um, but what I was taught that is that you do what you have to do until it becomes what you want to do. And that that's just what you have to do. <laughs> so there's, there's the wisdom. Thank you. So the next question, um, I'm going to take a stab at answering it. And then you can tell me if, if, the, if there's something that could be added. So the question is, can you share the location of the chats and the apps for the 10th step? And I think the apps are generally created uh, outside of OA. So we couldn't share that because this is an OA meeting and both of our speakers have been very careful to stay within OA's 12 traditions and not mention outside enterprises. And some of the uh, chat groups are also groups that are put together by recovering or recovered uh, compulsive overeaters and sometimes with other people from other programs and also are not necessarily OA events. But I think there are a couple of really excellent resources if you're looking for instructions uh, and forms on doing the 10th step. And one of them is the big book. And it's page 85, I believe, in the big book where it says, this thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past, and it goes on from there. And another excellent source um, that sounds like it's not uh, something that our um, two speakers use is 
the OA 12 and 12 on step 10, which has some really good information on conducting inventories. So anything, ladies, thank you for letting me take the liberty of answering. And I, I will turn it over to you, Diane. Yeah, so I was just going to say my information is in the chat. And if we speak off this line, if we speak not at, an, at a meeting, I'm happy to share some of the things that are um, some of the apps that are on that you can get to use. But um, if you if you're interested, just text me. Okay. And. Uh, there's a question in the chat, which I almost didn't see, uh, that says, um, what do you mean by a step 10 partner, Tricia? Um, it's just a, an OA friend that um, is recovered, meaning uh, that they're also at least completed, they're at step 10 or, or, or further along. And uh, we set up a time to talk um, and, to, you know, to, and it's a five minute, 10 minute phone call. That's it. Um, there's again, there's other um, ways to do that. Um, and um, if somebody wants to reach out to me on the phone, we can talk about that because um, that some of those things are not open to all. And so that makes it also a tradition violation as well. So. Thank you. And um, Claire, whoops, sorry, I said your name, uh, has posted in a, a private message to me that the OA workbook for the 12 and 12 uh, and the 12 step study workbook also have 10th step forms in them. So uh, I'm putting the uh, contact information for our two speakers. Oh, they're ahead of me or behind me. We're doing it all at the same time. So you've got their contact information abundantly here. So, all right. Um, really the interpreters wanted to switch again. Okay. Sorry about that. Should be able to do it, but if not, let me know and I'll reset it. All right. So, Louise, you want to give it a try and I'll listen? No. Okay. Okay, so uh, Louise, can you hear me? Can you give me a, okay. So, uh, all right, another one was, somebody told me there is a, a difference between the 10th step and a nightly inventory. Can you elaborate on that? So Diane, why don't you go first? Oh my gosh, this was so confusing to me for so long because I thought when we retire at night in the big book, I thought that was the 10th step, but it's not. So 10th step is what we do during the day as things arise. The nightly review is part of step 11. So when I do my step 11, I have an 11 step partner that I talk to in the evening and we review our day with each other using the stuff that's using the questions that are in the big book or some other forms that we've come up with. Right. But the way I learned it finally, because like I said, I was really confused for a long time was that where it says when we retire at night, I think it's on page 86. Um, yep. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. That's the beginning of step 11. 
what's before it, what Kimberly just told us on page 85 and also on page um, 84, this thought brings us to step 10. That's all the stuff that I do during the day as things arise. Terrific, thank you. Thank you, that's a great question, thank you. Anything to add, Tricia? Uh, no, I too struggled with that. Um, and, and I really, you know, didn't, couldn't figure out what the difference was because I thought 10 and the evening uh, review were the same things. There are, uh, and this is OA approved, uh, journals that'll help you with that. Um, region 8 has one. Um, and I, I, there's another region, and I want to say six, but I could be wrong. Um, you know, there are uh, uh, that sell journals like that and you open them up and inside the region eight one has the, your food list. You can put your food down there and if you do, there's space to do writing on it. And then it has the evening review built into there. Uh, and it also gives you, you know, some things to think about principles. Did you act in this, you know, did you act in fear or in faith? That kind of those things to prompt. Yeah. Region six has one because I purchased one when we were in Portland and it was from the Rhode Island, one of the Rhode Island intergroups. So the Rhode Island intergroup is called Ocean and Bay intergroup. Right, that one. So if you wanted to Google Ocean and Bay intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous and region uh, eight, region six itself doesn't sell them, but uh, Ocean and Bay intergroup is a region six intergroup right. and region seven used to sell them. Also. Yeah. Mid I think region seven, I was thinking of. They have yeah, a yeah, New Jersey hardcover one. Yeah. Yeah. Central yeah. Jersey, I think it is. That's region seven. So you yeah. could Google all those OA regions online. All right. I don't see any more questions, so I'm going to ask mine. So, and that is <laughs> what do you do when the same thing or similar things come up frequently uh, on your 10 steps? I'll, I'll share. I'll start. Um, you know, when COVID first happened, we were all locked down. I kept having the same thing <laughs> over and over again, even though I thought I was clearing it up. Um, and I realized I had to, you know, really make peace with that um, issue that kept coming up for me and uh, turn it over and really, you know, let, let my higher power have it. But there are things that have come up now um, that I really didn't realize that I had some stuff. You know, sometimes we don't get everything in our fourth step. And I realized that I have, to, you know, had to do some heavy digging. And so I had to re, you know, pull out something and, and really, you know, do a whole fourth step and go through, through all, you know, four through nine in a much uh, de more detailed way with my sponsor. Thank you. Yeah, I agree with that. And also there are certain issues that come up for me that come up repeatedly. And I just, what I find is that I have to do 10 steps on it every time it comes up for me. And every time I do the 10 step on it, I get a different answer. Not always, but usually I'll get a different answer about how my higher power wants me to be. So, but there are certain things that you, like you have to, I had to continually do 10 steps on because I couldn't resolve it in one. And then there were certain ones I had to go back and do a full fourth step, four through nine on. So, yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I have a question in chat that says, what about the morning inventory? On awakening. <laughs> That's all it's, all the question says is what about the morning inventory? 
Anything to say about a morning inventory? Well, I, you know, I know some folks do their 10 step the next day. You know, uh, I would say that there's a nightly review. I wouldn't call it a 10 step, but have moved their nightly reviews to the morning. But um, I don't want to get too much into step 11, but that's how I would, you know, phrase it because I'm sure there's someone with great information and knowledge to share on that the next session. There you go. All right. Diane, anything on the morning inventory? No, because I just do them as they come up. So if something happens in the morning, I have a morning inventory. If it doesn't happen till the afternoon, you know, so yeah. There you go. So uh, before we close, I'll point out that um, a member has noted in the chat that Region 1 uh, also sells a journal and it's available on um, an internationally known web sales site. Oh, hell, I'm going to say Amazon. So <laughs> you can order it from Amazon uh, or uh, you can go to the Region 1 website and find out if there's other information. So thank you both, Trisha and Diane. Thank you. Merci. Mille merci à Louise et Anne. Claire, Lisa, Marlene, everybody who has done service here. Um, our speakers look so fresh. Uh, I'm getting a little <laughs> tired. So, but we have more great things going on uh, at the convention. You uh, have three, well, two, two times of workshops. We have six great workshops tomorrow, tomorrow and another great keynote. And um, really appreciate everybody's service. So why don't we close with a serenity prayer? And if everybody who can unmute themselves would unmute themselves, uh, we can all say the serenity prayer together. God. God. Grant me the serenity. serenity to, to accept, accept the things, the things I cannot change. change. The courage, the courage to change the things I can. I can. Wisdom and the wisdom, wisdom to know the, to know difference. the difference. Thy will not mine be done. Keep Amen. coming back. It works if you work it. Thank it you works. For your Thank service. you, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for your Thank service. You. Thank you. And thanks for asking us to do service.